I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lost all of the rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Mulshine. And we are gathered here to talk first about how Sarah is psychic. Seems to be what is. Tell them why. Tell them why. So it's been a slow few news days. It's been a slow news week. I mean, we we were on Ariana Grande late. I'll say it. And like nothing was even going on. That's why we kind of were like, well, this is like three weeks old, but I guess we'll do it. The only news that was I was like, maybe we could talk about this was that it turns out Bianca Sensori's family is not unlike Kim Kardashian. She's one of four sisters. It's like, wow, we are really scraping the bottom of the barrel when we know that one of her sisters just graduated from high school. It's a slow, I mean, August is the slowest news month, August and January. These are the doldrums. These are the days that I thank God that I'm not on staff full-time somewhere and having to make yeah. traffic quotas because it's why, just, is, why is it slow? Cause people are on vacation or something like, like why yeah. is August slow? Cause no, everyone's just doing their own thing. Everyone's just on vacation. All the celebs are on vacation. Even worse is the strike because now they can't even do press. So like, you even the ones that are supposed to be like even the Barbie uh, press tour had to be cut short because of the wow. strike. And obviously, like we support the workers, but it makes it really hard to do your job when you're an entertainment journalist because you're like, totally. oh my god, what am I going to write about? But well, and it's so funny because I texted you yesterday. I was like, look, I am going to have to start watching all the housewives shows now because there's nothing else on. So this is what happened in the 2000s. Like this is why reality TV boomed in the 2000s because there was a writer's strike oh that's so interesting right yeah but then it 2007 i forget but so the thing that was psychic is that you said last night you were like oh let's talk about bethany's bravo uh lawsuit which i actually think there's not really a lawsuit there was just a legal letter written yes you were like let's do that tomorrow and i was like oh yeah i'll do some research i wanted to like pitch some stories around about it anyway yeah let's do it and then i wake up this morning and I look at Instagram, even though I'm not supposed to do that right when I wake up. Mm-hmm. And what do I see? But a picture of Raquel Levis and Bethany Frankel, cheery as hell, on a couch together, having just recorded a podcast. I was like, oh, my God, this is Mana from Gossip Heaven. Thank you so much, Gossip Gods. Thank you, Bethany, for being an evil genius and understanding that this is what we need in the doldrums We need of you right now. We need her right now. She, okay. So we're going to talk about Bethany and Raquel. I think we we should talk a lot about like maybe their sinistry a little bit. I have but it up. We're going to go deeper maybe next week into her whole Bravo legal situation because it is really fascinating. And, and it is obviously since it's legal, we want to make sure we get all our ducks in a row and we're not just talking out of our ass. But 
what I think is so interesting about Bethany right now is she's attacking Bravo on all fronts. She's coming for Andy in terms of this, like, we need to unionize thing. She's saying that there should be a union for reality stars. And she's right. She is dead right. Yeah. But the thing that people, she, she's been sort of, people have been finding her insufferable lately. So people are like arguing against the unionization thing, which is crazy. But also at the same time, Bethany is not just talking about her time on Bravo and trying to help these people organize. She's also creating sort of like a bizarro Bravo. She's like the Wario to Andy Cohen's Mario. Whoa! She's got <laughs> YouTube. She's got TikTok. She's got her podcast. And she's creating content to rival the Bravo universe. And she will say that. Like, she is, bra- she brags about how, like, her interview with Jill Zarin a couple weeks ago, she claims it was higher rated than the reboot of Real Housewives of New York City. And I'm sure it was because the reboot is only getting like 400,000 viewers when it airs on on cable TV. So we're seeing this really, really interesting thing where like Bethany is coming for Andy Cohen in a way that I don't even think most people realize. Like she's she's setting up her own infrastructure to rival Bravo. She's not just trying to unionize. She's also trying to get her piece of the pie because they say Andy Cohen makes five times more than the highest paid housewife. I need to fact check that. I don't know if it's true, but couldn't, wouldn't it make sense that Bethany knows that and is like, well, why the fuck can't I be Andy Cohen? Like, why can't I be, why can't I set up my own network through long form podcasting, YouTube and TikTok? where I basically, it's like a call and response with Bravo and she will make more money that way. And the thing that's really interesting is it's parallel. It's a parallel to the original writer's strike when reality TV popped up because it was the wild, wild West. And it became super lucrative because it was cheaper to make than, than narrative scripted television. Well, guess what's even cheaper to make than reality TV podcasts and tiktoks so she's literally like following the blueprint and i can't believe i'm giving these thoughts away for free instead of getting paid to write it somewhere but i don't know where to pitch it but it's just sort of like no where to pitch it is like everyone that's anyone is going to listen to this podcast and be like wow molly the talent but yes it's crazy and you want to know something else that's crazy what read the astrology i'm googling it Mm. now so i just pulled up andy's chart as well and um I Googled the last writer strike. I'm right. The last writer strike was 07 to 08, which is, you know, when Pluto moved into Capricorn and now Pluto is at its very last pass at the very last degrees of Capricorn for the next 250 years. This is a Pluto in Capricorn story about workers' rights, about unions, about the structures and the facades and the things that we see on TV and how we interact with the public. Wow. Fucking wild, wild, huh? I think like, obviously, like I said, Bethany, her fight to, for, um, reality stars to unionize is she's a hundred percent, right. They've been exploited from the jump. They don't get paid enough. They should get residuals because not only do they, not only is the work few and far between similar to acting work, it also ruins their lives and they make fools of themselves. So it's like, they need a union even more than actors do. Absolutely. Because unlike actors, like what you're saying, the the work is few and far between. When you 
when you, unless you're someone like Bethany, who happens to be particularly enterprising, there is no work other than showing up as yourself on reality TV when it films. Like a lot of these people don't have, like they're not actors and they're not like musicians or performers. Maybe they have brands or they have restaurants or whatever, but for the most part, if this is their income, if this is the work, then this is the work. Like this is Kyle's job. This is Kyle Richard's job. Yeah. And from what Bethany said in her one video where she lays out her 10 requests of the big networks, she's, she kind of says that they put in people's contracts that they aren't allowed to promote certain things on their feeds and things like that. So really, yeah, because like the best way to supplement a reality income is by being an influencer, obviously. Right. That's like total, that's the textbook move now. Yeah. But like Bethany was implying that the networks try to exert some control over that. Now, I don't know that for a fact, but the thing that Bethany also needs to ask herself, if this is the road she wants to go down is what happens if, and when the podcast editors unionize, what happens if, and when the TikTok talent. Wow. Because if she like, Right now, she's in that wild, wild west that reality TV was in 2007. That's what podcasting and YouTube is. And and it's even it's such a perfect parallel because it's like it feels so much more authentic than reality, whereas reality felt so much more authentic than scripted. But like down the road, 10 years from now, we will be talking about podcast editing and how that misrepresents things. And I I will join the union. It's all I do with all my time is edit this podcast. (laughs) I know. I know. Which I love, which I love. I love to do it. We'll we'll, we'll do this one. You don't even have to edit that says, you know what? I care about your time. Nah, I don't care about my time. I'm a Virgo Venus. I I love to make it as good as I can. (laughs) Okay, cool. But, but I want everyone to know, just side note, when you hit, sometimes hear blips that sounds like a bad cut, it's not. That's actually bad internet connection. Side mm-hmm. note. The it's popping isn't me actually not paying attention. It's, I can't, sometimes I try to get it out and I can't. Yeah, it's not our fault. No. Anyway. The other thing that people are bringing up, similar to what happens if the podcast people unionize and things like that is. I didn't even think of that. That's such a fucking good thought. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks. The other thing is. Bethany has been accused of like being pretty exploitative on these shows that she's on. And like, it's kind of, it's a little bit, people think it's a little hypocritical. Can you give me an example? I'm not really like, I'm not a Bethany archivist. Like, what do you mean? Like in what way? The big thing everyone's talking about today specifically is this wasn't in the part one that we listened to because the, the podcast episode that she dropped with Raquel, this was only part one. There's a part wow. two that's going to be coming out. Oh yeah. She, she, and like, I'm telling you, this is going to have higher ratings than anything that airs on Bra- Bravo this week. That's why like, she literally is trying to come for Andy's throne. Like, and she's doing a good job of it because she got stuff out of Raquel that Andy didn't get out of her at the reunion yes. because Andy was spread too thin and he was hosting 500 reunions that week. And he wasn't asking the right questions. Now, That's Bethany right. also let a few crazy claims go by without asking yeah. for clarification, which drove me fucking insane. But which for well, I just want to say, Raquel, Rachel, Rachel, if you're listening, come on the pod. We'll ask him. Yeah, come on the pod, because we want to know why you think that that Tom and Ariana were broken up when the phone fell out of the pocket. We got how do we get Raquel on the pod? Really is what I want to know. Right. So, OK, but thing that people are talking about today, Raquel on this was not on the podcast 
that we listened to this morning, but it was on a clip that Bethany released on her TikTok. Bethany is reciting things that Ariana said about Raquel. You're diabolical. You're not human, blah, blah, blah. And Bethany starts crying. Like she's so hurt that um, oh my God. Ariana, that Ariana could have said this to Raquel. Wow. And then everyone's like, well, Bethany, let's roll the tape because <laughs> season eight, Real Housewives of New York City, you spent 10 minutes berating Luann, calling her a slut and a whore and saying that she seals oh. people's husbands. So oh. like, what? What are we That's doing? Tough. And like, how come it's okay? Like it's, it is always friend of the pod, Kyle Radzewill, who we have DM'd with. <laughs> she actually makes- heard her mini reading. Yeah, that's what we that's what makes her a friend of the pod. But, Carol, but she is a friend. No, I've I've literally DM'd on Twitter more with Carol than I have any other person in my life other than you for the past 10 years. So I feel like she's my best friend on Twitter. But I mean, that's unassailable logic. Perfect. But Thank she you. Carol said last week she was like Bethany's the most hypocritical person alive, like when, when she went on the Heather McDonald podcast. And it's like, yeah, she kind of is, but she knows how to make content and she knows how to get attention. And if you're going to go up against Bravo, this behemoth of getting eyeballs, I, I think she's a worthy adversary. And it's very interesting because I do think that she's creating a proxy Bravo. That's what she's doing. She's creating her own little like proxy network where she's trying to get more eyeballs than Bravo, just to really just to prove to herself that she can do it because she has had a few spinoffs that were canceled, which is like, you know, I, I guess maybe like what she's probably saying to herself now is like, no, terrestrial TV is not for me. Cable's not for me. But like I can get people's eyeballs when it's just me being myself. And like, that's what her game plan is. The truth is, as someone who's like trying to become like tell everyone hypothetically more financially responsible. Um, because mm-hmm. I accidentally might've just rented this apartment that you see me in right now. We could talk about it later, but it's oh my story. God, you did. What did you think of the video? It's beautiful. It's like huge. Yeah. Um, and like the exposed beams and the, like, I don't know. I, it might've just rented an apartment. Um, and also I might've just rented a room in Desi's house in Florida so that I can live my true dream lifestyle of being an actual Jewish New York snowbird, but we got to make some money. So anyway. In trying, it's not about being financially responsible. Like I'm spending less. It's about being aware of what I spend. All this to say that I'm confused about what I do and do not have memberships <laughs> to anymore. Or like, so I have to say, like, to stream Bravo shows not only has been difficult if I'm not watching on cable, which I don't have, but also when you go on like the Bravo app, for example, and you go to like watch Real Housewives in New York, actually the episodes themselves are like fairly buried. It's basically just like, it's basically just like auxiliary clips. content. It's clips. It's like shit you didn't see or like the fight. Like it's actually yeah, you have really to have- hard to find the episodes and they're not even really on the app. It's like, you have to have like a Peacock subscription now. And I'm really angry at Peacock. I canceled Peacock. Now I remember because I signed up specifically for no ads just to watch Law & Order SVU with no ads. It's my bedtime lullaby. And it's and then there's like these tiny little print at the bottom that's like certain shows must have ads, including SVU. And it's like, okay, fuck. I can't watch SVU with no ads now. Wow. Fuck TV. That's, yeah. What what's saying. the point of streaming if they're gonna put ads on? What's the fucking point? I'm paying you eleven dollars now, fourteen, just to watch SVU with no commercials. But actually, there's like an elastrix. And so I think that 
that it's it's less i mean it's partially bethany and her her you know her get up and go her gusto but it's also the fact that now we're in such a weird transitional time of like cable sort of fading out in whatever way even Netflix now everyone's mad at. I saw this great Adam Conover video where he was like, Netflix lied to us, which, you know, we can get into that later. I don't know if I totally agree, but I have always liked Adam. I used to work with him a lot when I was like a big comedian for five minutes in Washington, D.C. But it's like, like, we are in this really, and it's part of why all the strikes are happening now too, as as we as we get ready to re-enter this Pluto in Aquarius era for the next 40 years, you know, revolution to the people, the same kind of astrology that it was during the American Revolution and during the French Revolution. And, you know, Pluto and Aquarius is going to bring about massive social change for the people by the people hypothetically. And I think Bethany finds herself on the forefront of this movement. It might be from spite or to fucking to fuck Andy in the ass or whatever, but it's actually also just part of the cultural like I think the one thing about Bethany that I have always found to be fucking fascinating and awesome is that somehow some way in the same way that I woke up or, or, or that last night I was like fuck it we've got to talk about let's just like explore this Bethany Bravo thing and then we woke up it's like Bethany has been on the pulse she's a little bit ahead somehow and yeah. I've always just thought she was fucking awesome for that I know I can't look away from Bethany. I'm obsessed with her. Absolutely. I'm, I'm obsessed with her. She's like she's like a white Meghan Candace Markle. Owens. I just I want to be what? She's the white Candace Owens? Yeah, I feel like she's the white liberal Candace Owens. No, I don't think so. She's just trying like, to be like, look, I don't need your fucking network. I don't need to label myself. I'm just me and I'm big enough that you're all going to watch no matter what controversial shit I say. But no one watches Candace Owens. She's so fringe. She's I know what totally- I literally watch. I watch everything just to get sometimes pissed off and then have an opinion against her. But I do watch all the Candace Owens stuff. It, it's sick. I love she's her. Your Joe, that's that's Joe Rogan. Yes. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't listen. Right. She's my Joe Rogan. I, I don't know why, but I fucking love even I don't agree with anything. She says I love Candace Owens. I really get I think it's her. really healthy to listen to stuff that you don't agree with. Same. I always try to because you have to actually be in like not just a what's the word I'm looking for? Like echo chamber, echo chamber. You have to be in the conversation in order to be in the conversation. Yeah. So I always am looking for other conversations. My dad so in, in all the TVs in our houses, we run MSNBC, my dad's office, Fox News, all that what? Scorpio. He's like, I know he's like, I need to know what's going on over there. So he yeah. goes to the kitchen. He finds out the normal stuff or whatever the MSNBC stuff. He re- He's a super my parents are super Democrats, whatever that even means anymore. But in his office, he's I think he's spite running uh, Fox News, not only to get the talking points, but to get pissed off and to fucking make some crazy trades. <laughs> yeah, love that. We love yep. that. That's very yep. Scorpionic. Yeah, extremely. One thing I I do want to caution Bethany against is, yes, let's unionize 100%. These companies can afford it. But I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because I know that Bethany is getting a lot of eyeballs and a lot of ear holes on her podcasts, YouTubes, and TikToks. Ear holes? Ew. It's I know. Sorry. Because you can't have eyeballs on a podcast. You've got ear holes. On right. It. Ear holes. Yeah. But I, I, I just think that none of that stuff is as good as or serves the same purpose as a really on point Real Housewives episode that's like edited ah. perfectly. Like you, there is like I don't I don't want her to bring about the end of reality television. I don't want her to bring about the end of 
reruns of Real Housewives because like not just because selfishly they're my it's my comfort television that I have in the background 24 seven if if it's not Mad Men or Sopranos but like it's it is an important medium and I really do think that it's got it's got it's got value and I don't want her to totally blow it up even though I think that she would probably be stoked if she was responsible for that. Well, yes, but I don't think she's going to blow it up like in this, like to your point in the same way that in the 2007, 2008 writer strikes, when reality TV came about, that didn't signal the end of scripted like film and television. How many times have we seen Barbie? I'm watching Dark Winds now. It's great. More shows about Native Americans. But no, but Sarah, we it's the end of the 30 episode season. It's the it was the end of the monoculture. It siphoned a lot of that energy, attention, and money away from scripted and narrative. And yes, it's that stuff still exists. And we have had a TV golden age since the writer's strike, but it's still altered culture. In a, yeah. in a really profound way, in the same way that the rise of podcasting, TikTok and YouTube is going to alter it again. So I yeah, just but to be clear, aren't you glad about that? Those alterations like you benefited yeah. from you as a reality TV stand. You needed that to happen. Yeah, you're right. I'm only a stand of Real Housewives and Kardashians. Those are the only ones I watch. But yes, yeah, I like Shark Tank. I I used to love Biggest Loser. Did you ever? Oh, yeah, Nick I loves loved- Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank and I loved Biggest Loser. And I love and I love Intervention. You know it. I said it before. I'll say it again. I love Intervention. High stakes. Yeah. I think Shark Tank is more of a game show that's like in a, you know what I mean? Like it's not really like a docu or even faux documentary type thing. What's genius about Shark Tank is that it has like built in consumer. In- like I have bought like weighted you know, mermaid tales for better sleep from Shark Tank. Like I have mm-hmm. bought the crazy because I'm like, it's that's where it's like really actually this beautiful meeting of the minds because it's like it's showing you how VC works. It's showing you how pitching works. It's also showing you these products that like you might actually fucking want. And like it's exposing the people, even if they don't get like backed, it's exposing these small business owners, big ideas. And I think it's so healthy in that way. Yeah, it's a great show. It's a great show. It really is. I just want like... So so part of what Bethany is doing is saying these are the terms. This is what reality stars deserve. And I'm 100 percent behind her on that. But the other thing is the way that she's sort of breaking down the fourth wall and saying, like, you know, uh, like in in this episode with the Raquel episode, they they kind of talk around this idea. But the idea is there that Raquel was somehow manipulated into doing this, which is just bullshit. And yeah, totally bullshit. That kind of thing where she's like, oh, you know, um, Joe Gunn posted a really funny tweet where he was like, Raquel really just said that she 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 hooked up with Tom because the other people on the show were her role models and they all cheated on each other, too. And it's just like, <laughs> that's insane. But like, like, I don't know if she, if I think what I'm trying to say is if Bethany peels back the curtain a little too far where she kind of ruins the illusion and attributes everything to editing and producing, then that's where you're, you're getting into throw out the baby with the bath water. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? But but I think that's why it's an important part of the story from what I've. So right last night, I didn't even know we would have this podcast just to riff on while we continue to, to investigate the lawsuit or the potential lawsuit. What I'm interested in read the lawsuit is which, 
which housewives are standing up with Bethany and what in their history would show some of the things that they're alleging, like forced mental illness and like refusal of men. Like we'll get into that next episode. And if Remy wants to join us, she can, but like there is the lawsuit. When I read through the lawsuit, I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. And I would love to talk to people that are a little bit more Bravo heads. So to get like examples of times where this like actually was happening because they allege a lot of stuff. So, and also the, the waterfall effect of this, because dude, the bachelor, you hear stories about what it's actually like to be all those bachelor stars are going to get on board with Bethany. All 100%. of the, uh, ama- you know, that's not amazing race, rat race, whatever the survival ones, like reality show reality by nature, reality TV by nature is exploitative. And I yeah. think oftentimes similar to you would think consent with sex would be more obvious. Like she says, she says, no, it's no, but either way, we obviously as a culture really need clear boundaries to be crossed in order to actually erect new boundaries to, to clarify what is and is not exploitative. Right. Like one of the allegations that she, that the lawyers that wrote the letter for her reference is some TV show or other where they were forced to go without water for a really long time. And it's like, you SAG would never let that happen. Like if that happened on a set, SAG after would find the shit out of that set and it would get like shut down, you know? So like it's things like that where you could really, there are some really easy fixes for some of the things people allege. Like you should not have producers offering alcohol ever. It just shouldn't be happening. Wait, people that's should really drink if they want to drink. But if people are feeling like there's no water, there's only alcohol and the producers are handing me alcohol, that's a different story. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like if they took like Bachelor, for example, if they took alcohol out of the mix and probably Housewives as well with all the fist fights, it would be a drastically. Well, I'm not saying take it out of the mix. I'm saying it's it should be if you want it, it's there. But some of them allege or imply that it's been pushed on them. And that's fucked up, in my opinion. It is fucked up, but it also is from the opinion of just TV making. It's sort of because there's no because there aren't boundaries. The producers are doing their best to produce television. And that does create the best, most psychotic results. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, Let's go through some of the stuff that she said on the podcast and then we'll go through the astrology. So the thing that I thought was the biggest bombshell, and I wrote about this on our website, spacetrash.co. Awesome. Check it out. Um, The biggest bombshell to me that no one is talking about, which I find extremely depressing, is the fact that Rachel says Tom screen recorded her masturbating on FaceTime without her consent. And I just think that is revenge porn. And then not only did he allegedly do that, but Ariana allegedly forwarded it around to people who really had nothing to do with it. Like, it's one thing if you see that and it's your boyfriend and you're allowed, you are a hundred percent allowed to call up that person and ream them out and tell them what a piece of shit they are for doing that with your boyfriend, but you're not allowed to forward it around to the friend group. Like that's revenge porn. So I don't know. I I mean, this has nothing to do with the lawsuit or anything. This is people's lives. They weren't even filming when this micro event happened, but like, I, I just can't believe no one cares. I just can't believe no one cares that this girl had an intimate moment filmed without her consent and then passed around like a meme. And thank God it didn't leak any further. Thank God. I guess my question would just like, 
as somebody who records conversations for a living, like, I'm curious as to how he, like, did he, I didn't, cause we, thank God we haven't seen the video. Did he record it with a third device? I don't know how you would record. No, a, I think you can do a screen recording of FaceTime and it doesn't notify the other person. Uh, yeah. So which I mean, is actually is really dark to think about because that means even before she called or before she started masturbating, he was like, oh, I'm going to record this. Yeah, like that's disgusting. And well, it's, it illegal. Nothing- it's also illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. And it's it's something and it's all allegations, by the way, which he has never denied that I know of. But like it, it, it has nothing to do really with the larger conversation that we're talking about. I just want to put it out there that that's really fucked up. And it's really fucked up that more people aren't outraged by that because that is the most outrageous part of the whole story, I would say. Well, and almost that she's not, I mean, I thought she felt hurt by it, but I don't think she was like, yo, what the fuck? The energy I got from her was like, yeah, well, but because I think she feels so guilty, she's almost like numb to her own rage about her own I don't even think claims. she feels that guilty though. I, I just, I, we've talked about before. Well, how she we feels were- guilty. She feels guilty in terms of her perception like she doesn't like how she's being perceived that's for sure and I think she doesn't want to make I don't I think she's trying not to come out as like some angry like victim I think she's trying to deal she's not trying to make a big she's trying to make a big deal out of the fact that she went to mental health school and learned right which like is hilarious because she spent this whole conversation giving excuses for why she did what she did I'm like girl oh my god like you how much did this rehab cost and you still don't you still don't take accountability like well, yes she's she's kind of going through the motions of like I know I did something wrong but then she's giving five different excuses well I'm a love addict well I I was getting over a different relationship well I was drinking because I was so nervous in this situation with the producers. Well, the producers told me that I needed to have a good season because then I'll get paid more next season. And she, it's just the amount of excuses was just like, you're not doing yourself any favors, girl, you know? Well, so, so a few things I did. I didn't feel that she was making excuses as much as she was trying to like you have you asked me before like how did you hook up with someone else's boyfriend without thinking you were like stealing their boyfriend and in fact thinking that you were doing something good right and again patreon only we'll get you on the patreon you if we think ever you were doing something good i absolutely do and oh my and, god and the girl would agree to it now and, and we're friends like i do think there are situations where interpersonal like i believe her when she says Everybody in our friend group knew that they were no longer romantic. This was a brand thing. Yes, Sometimes about that, that shit happens. And when you're really on the end, and what she said too in this in this interview, which I thought was correct, was that LOL, of course we weren't best friends. That's how you sell TV. But no, we were not best friends. We met on the show. She's who was dating Tom and they had a brand and a home. She said, I gave Tom my keys when I went out of town to go to to, to mental health school. And he chose to stay in the house with Ariana. They're okay, actually. This was the best thing that happened to the franchise. To This show was about to get canceled. I've been saying that since the beginning. I've been I agree. That and since- I've agreed. I yeah. agree. And that I don't yep. feel bad for Ariana. I definitely feel nope. a little bad for her because I'm sure the initial shock was really, really hard to deal with. But I, well, look I at her now. Bad. I feel bad for because I, 
I feel bad that she was blindsided. I feel bad that she, I guess, especially because they weren't best friends, seemed to give of herself to Rachel. And I, I hate to me, like feeling betrayed, not because she was like, so in love with Tom, but because it was just like all of you, like you guys were doing this, like yeah. betrayal sucks. You're right. And, and over giving your resources sucks and being embarrassed See, on public means, television. Yeah. I feel bad that she was embarrassed, but I do, I think that she was like, truly and madly heartbroken no I think she's maybe having the first good sex of her life in this whole time I think that I think this guy she's with now and there were all these videos of her from the weekend like twerking on him it's like I think she's actually like this is the beginning of the rest of her life and I'm yeah, happy you're right her. it's the embarrassment factor more the than embarrassment and don't the... embarrass me is the fuck cheat on me that was the whole thing don't embarrass me yeah but the the thing that I guess was has always been my issue is like dating Tom Sandoval was already embarrassing and like well, what sure but you know like that this I is mean, not the love story of the century like we're not like right you know, i i just was like you you knew that guy was good he wears fedoras he's 40 years old <laughs> and he wears fedoras and he was with someone else on tv when you started hooking up with him yeah. to me ariana needs to get a little bit real that this is her karma and you don't get to yeah. quote unquote steal someone's boyfriend unless quote unquote someone's gonna steal yours and either way, let's not make it. That's what I mean. When I say like, you can't steal someone's boyfriend. That's sort of what I mean. It's like, if the relationship is rotting, if someone takes those bananas and turns it into banana bread, you could be like, hey, those were my bananas. But either way, they were either going to rot and be thrown out or needed to be turned into banana bread. Did you just make that metaphor up on your own? As in real time. That was so good. That was such a good oh metaphor. Thank I'm you. still going to judge the person who stole the bananas, but I, sure. I understand like, but either I, way, if we're looking at it from a, just a zoomed out astrological perspective, bananas are on earth. They are things they need. They're either going to be used or tossed, use them or toss them. Yeah. But that's a little bit of a like convenient theories for me monthly kind of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's but like, also you're remember you're all earth. So you really earth signs thrive on the loyalty. Like, well, the contract. Being a good person. It's not. Yeah, but yeah, but even the fact that there's the judgment of being a good or bad. Like, I don't even live in a world where there are good or bad people. Well, that's like, not good. No, because if you're that's was- you judge, being judgmental, I have my own standards of excellence, but it's neither good nor bad. We are literally living in a hologram in outer space on planet Earth where there's some bananas, and I know, we but if- can make meaning of whatever we choose, but to trust the human being to be good to their word completely and totally in, 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 in perfection is completely unrealistic. That's why earth signs I was saying last time, I think are actually the most vulnerable because if mountain is like, you can't, you can't access me. I'm the big mountain. It's the river's like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. But the thing is, if everyone was water and everyone was like there is no morality there is no good or bad well, no i'm not everyone saying would just be running through the streets killing people i am not first of all they are second of all okay lol let's thank god for little things they're not running around the streets killing people they're going to country music concerts and killing people but it's like <laughs> is that is that too dark is that too dark I'm just saying I'm not saying that I don't have ethics or morals but I am saying that there is more nuance to the like to like I believe Raquel when she's saying, I really truly, okay, she says, I thought they were broken up. She obviously didn't think they were broken up. No, Sarah, she said, 
At this time, he said that they were, I will read you the quote. His phone just happened to fall out of his pocket while he was performing. He didn't change his password, even though at this time he said that they were broken up officially. And then he also left the video in his camera roll. So Bethany didn't understand what a bombshell that was. And she just Mm -hmm. let it go right past. But I'm like, wait a minute. He, they had broken up officially. And that actually doesn't seem completely far-fetched to me because of what Ariane or what Raquel says later that, Yes, they had been functioning as roommates for a long time. To quote the famous Vine, they were roommates. And she's like, they they were broken up. They were just kind of staying together for the brand. Maybe they're going to, she didn't say this, but I always thought they were basically broken up, but trying to figure out what is the right way to play this on the show because it's their income and because they're a joint brand together. So like, I don't well, know. I, I actually think what I got it. out of it, I believe her completely. It doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it okay, but it doesn't I, make it okay. But she's a Sag Moon, and Sag Moons are at least to the best of their ability disclosing the capital T truth. Whether it's that's what I'm saying. Whether it's like like they're broken up, they're not broken up, they live together, they don't live together. It's like on a soul level, I do believe that they probably did have that conversation where they were broken up, and that Raquel probably did think that it was not like totally below board. And I also understand, especially from Ariana's chart, where even with them being officially broken up, she would still go to the concert and be his right man, man, because what yes. they're really saying isn't about like they were. And it's still a partners. massive betrayal. Totally. Because you just didn't know. It's embarrassing to like not know what's going on with the people that you're contractually and just closely connected to that. That hurts. That's the real crime of Sandoval and Raquel here that like. Because in my opinion, from what I from what I understand, and actually, from, I guess from what was on TV, this wasn't even the like he had affairs. Yeah, she was. Ariana was defending him. This was not like a deeply romantic. You're the one. Let's have babies. No matter how many eggs she froze, she probably froze her eggs because he gave her a little bit of a push to it. But she realized, oh my god, fuck! I'm in my late thirties. Like I got to do it now or never. And now I finally have an income enough to to pay. Right, to she's do probably it. like, I might. Let me well. just do it. Let me, I might as well. Right. If yeah. I got a, a huge influx of income, feel free to join the Patreon or buy merch or just pay, <laughs> just fucking donate to to me freezing my eggs. Like 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 I'm I'm not sure if I want children. But I am sure that I'm now 37. Yeah, who wouldn't want the insurance policy of right? I would love the option. I would love to just freeze my eggs real quick, but it's like thirty thousand dollars. Oh, it's so expensive. Um, Okay, I totally get where I don't blame. I don't think. I think it's a really convenient thing for pissed off Ariana to be like, "I just froze my eggs for you." It's like, no, you froze your eggs for you, cutie. Yeah, I hope she did it for her. I'm, I'm sure I she no did. one freezes their eggs for Tom Sandoval. This guy is a douche. He's a douche. Yeah, he's just but, a okay. fucking man child. The, the next crazy bombshell that I couldn't believe. I don't know if this is true. This is what was said. Bethany thinks Rachel was paid less annually for Vanderpump <laughs> rules than she pays her own interns. That was the number one on my list of crazy bombshells. And then I wanted to know, like, Molly, is there any way, like, from the journalistic, like, secret website like how do we find out what those numbers are we would have to find her old interns and ask them what they were getting paid and also we don't know what rachel is getting paid either somehow bethany says that she knows she says so this is something that's really sad and definitely a another mark in the in the column of unionization is the fact that 
she was so and come on no matter how much you hate her you have to admit that her treatment after this happened on a national scale was i mean it must have been so traumatizing to be the most hated person in america and pop culture so that's the kind of thing where yes it makes total sense to go to as sarah's been calling it mental health school and like her salary didn't pay her salary couldn't cover that and then bravo didn't even apparently step in to foot the bill bravo should have said look yeah you're a cash cow for us you've saved this with your fucked up actions you've saved this series we want to make sure that you're safe and make sure that you're okay like i fucking know people who have worked at a restaurant that paid for them to go to rehab and bravo can't wow you know what i mean like yeah so that actually is like that should be a big talking point for bethany to be like look at this girl she was getting death threats she was getting yes. harassed 24 yes. 7 and yes. her parents had to foot the bill for mental health school like that actually is Fucked abysmal up. but i yes. do want to hear from some former bethany interns because that I, I mean, I need to hear, I need to see some numbers if I'm going to believe that, that right. the interns are better paid than, than freshmen and sophomore league reality, lol, stars, lol. you know? Right. Like the freshmen and sophomores in college that are your interns are really making six figures. Like, wow, I'll be your intern. Sure. Yeah, well, the, the early housewives salaries, like I think the first season of Real Housewives in New York city, they only made 7,500 bucks a pop. So 7,500. Like, yeah. So oh. a lot of these, when they first oh my come God. in. And they haven't proven themselves as likable. They haven't proven they've got ratings, even on the more established shows. They don't get paid a lot. They then later they start to they can start to um, bargain more and more and more. But that's why, like, that's one of the perks of unionization, because then you have a guild that bargains on your behalf. And it and it guarantees that every year you're going to make an extra percentage no matter what so well that was one of the other things about the podcast that was like a big red flag moment, or not red flag. It was like a. I just, to me, it was a highlight where Bethany was like, I wasn't on the show anymore, but all of a sudden I found myself just traveling through Europe and seeing myself on buses everywhere and realizing that like, I wasn't getting paid. Not only are they using me as an advertisement, but every time my show airs in perpetuity, I'm not going to get paid. And that is fucking fucked up. I need to see the receipts on her being on the back of a bus after she was no longer on Real Housewives. I am curious. I had the same thought. I was like, what were they? Maybe it was like now syndicated on Peacock, like now streaming all past episodes on Peacock. Oh, it was hey, for Hey You Australia. So that would actually be kind of easy. Actually, it would make sense. Yeah, that does make sense. like it. Yeah, because Hey You is Hey You is my Oh my God. Hey, you is my life. It's this like streaming service that you sign up for and you get every single good American reality show from the past like 30 years. And it's like $3.99 a month. It's amazing. It would never be this cheap in America, but because it's overseas. So it counts as kind of like a niche market. It's really cheap, but you know, it's cute too, by the way, do you know what I pay for every month? What? Brit box for all the British. I love British crime stuff. Wow. So I you like knife Brit- crimes. I love knife crimes. I love you like the a DS. bit of knifey. DS. Oh my God. I also have to show you. There's this one show I've been watching and the detective looks exactly like. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. Crazy. But no, I, after Broadchurch, I was like, give me all of the British crime dramas. If you I can't crime. watch, if I can't watch SVU without commercials, we're going to Britbox. They've got slow paced dramas as far as the eye can see. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Be over here. Mm, that is my lullaby. The only reason I sleep is because of that kind of uh, television. And I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. The other yeah. thing that's been coming out, I feel like on at least social media this week is there's some like, audio, I think Perez Hilton shared it, but like there's some audio clip of Jax of, I get, I don't even, I didn't watch, but I guess you, or not Jax, Brittany, Brittany of Brittany and Jax. So wait, let me say that thing again. I've also <laughs> seen a bunch. I'm like, who are these people? I've also seen a bunch of clips, um, like an audio file of some podcast where Brittany Cartwright is explaining that she didn't even start getting paid for her, oh. her appearances on Vanderpump rules until like, it was almost, can you help me clarify what exactly she's doing? But yeah, she's no, saying, I, I didn't get paid for this. Yeah. They, she didn't get paid for a while. Yeah. That is insane. Cause they were saying like, Hey, this is going to be so good for your exposure. Yeah. And like she was getting cheated on left and right by that guy and stuff. It's like, yeah, we're literally going to put your trauma on television. And unless you get a certain Q score, you're not even going to get any money for it right away. Like it's crazy. Right. And now that you're traumatized, you should be responsible for building your own entrepreneurial em- enterprise uh, built upon this platform where you're just getting traumatized. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, my God. So yeah, I've been, I'm coming across maybe a little bit of a Raquel apologist. I'm just a journalist. I can't help it. I like to see both sides. I've always been a Raquel apologist. I know. I can't, I'm And not- an Ariana friend. Like, I don't think that they are even on opposite sides of this because at the end of the day, Ariana and Sandoval weren't going to romantically work long-term. She deserves to actually be having the desire to twerk on someone in a club. And Raquel needed this to like launch her into her Saturn return and like coming, waking up into reality and actually using her platform for good. And Sandoval deserves to just, to just be embarrassed. Yeah. See, this is my stance is Ariana did nothing wrong. I completely understand her reaction. Yes. Her cursing Raquel off at the reunion yes. is a hundred percent cathartic for anyone yes. watching who's ever been cheated on. Yes. Ariana is fine. Raquel did something really fucked up over and over and over again, over a period of seven months, consciously decided to do something fucked up. That's really well, bad. The thing that she did that was fucked up more than anything is that she continued to lie to Ariana's face. Right. She, it wasn't a one-time thing. It was premeditated. Right. It kept right. happening. But at the same time, I do think that the reaction in the public sphere has been outsized. I think it's been, she's been, she's been burned at the stake. Like it's not beyond, beyond. you know, like that's where I start to sympathize because I'm like, Jesus Christ, like this girl, she blew her life up. Everything's fucked. Her friends hate her now. Like the punishment is not really fitting the crime. And I also think like Tom Sandoval is such a loser that like Ariana is now being been liberated from this thing where she saved her fucking life. Sorry for the, sorry for the uncomfortable moments. Raquel saved your life. Yeah. Like Ariana is stronger than ever. And 
I think she was afraid to break up with him because she thought that that was part of her brand. She thought that's that her exactly career—what I was going to say—she thought her career relied on being with him. And like, no, it doesn't make what Raquel did okay, but it also makes me be like, you know what? It all worked out. But no, anyway, she actually took. She literally like like what they thought was going to be like as painful as a Band-Aid. It turned out it was just Velcro. Ariana's brand deals ever since this breakup have skyrocketed. Her business has never been better. And right, she had the false, and it's so Cancer Virgo. As a Cancer Virgo myself, I'm a Cancer Sun Virgo, Virgo Venus. When Cancers and Virgos attach to a person in any way it is no how many times have I been like I'm very close to all my exes one of them messaged me from the the delivery room one of them I if I love you I love you forever if Nick messages anyone with a Y chromosome of from course. the delivery room who's not related to him oh I, he, I couldn't believe it myself. I was so I'll confident. be leaving that delivery room alone with my child. Well, and you know, the truth <laughs> is like, I have to imagine that even just based on the kind of relationships that I cultivate. And this is where I do sort of feel like, look, Ra- Raquel is a Sag moon. And I think what she's saying about her time in mental health school is correct, which is that she's actually discovering what it is that has compelled her to overlook everything everything and commit to being in these codependent relationships or sort of going after unavailable men or doing relationship in such a way that is actually destructive rather than constructive, unless it's like constructive, like as an aftermath in this case, but as a Sag moon, I, and I said this, I think before she didn't believe that what she, she knew that the lying was wrong because it's objectively wrong. But on an emotional level, she felt that they were over. She felt that this wasn't going to break Ariana's heart as much as it was going to be like an issue because it was the timing and the oopsie. Yeah, but the thing about that is you don't get to choose when other people's relationships are over, especially if they're still living together. This is why like. Whenever people are like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to date this guy, but like he's getting a di- he's getting a divorce. I'm like, you tell him to text you when the when the ink is dry, you know, like, yeah, but you don't. Well, yes, yes, it's, yes. Why would you? It's not for first of all, never believe men. Second of all, <laughs> like, why is it for Raquel to decide, you know, for my observations, it looks like this relationship is over. So I'm going to just I'm I'm going to like punch my dance card and get and jump jump in there like well, no per the podcast I don't think she did decide I think it, it sounded to me from the podcast but she said that well no it sounded like she was sort of also saying that Tom like Tom wasn't like no no that's Ariana's my girl Tom was saying it's over yeah but who believes men that say that and also she said that she she if she thought that their relationship had longevity she wouldn't have done it she said that on Bethany. I believe that yeah, but that's not how it works. You don't get to choose whose relationship has longevity. It's like, no, but, God? but, but, no. but when you're faced with a have sex with someone else, faced okay, with okay, wait, wait. I want to go on the Patreon and tell you the story of the, of the time that I technically slept with a boyfriended woman, man, man, <laughs> man, man, <laughs> man, <laughs> whoa. whoa, that's Patreon only, but I want to tell you what I did. I relate to Raquel here where 
okay, it was obviously like wrong, but also life's a bore and you're not getting paid enough anyway. And there is something, it's the same reason I was fucking stealing from Target until they busted me. You're stealing from Marshalls until they busted me. It's like, sometimes we just have some compulsive need to just feel alive, you know, so fine. But that's what mental health school is supposed to teach you how to not act on well, that. So, she went. so now she went and now I'm gone and it's all fine. But like, I go. also, well, I, I mean, I'm in therapy. But I will say this. I'm not saying you need mental health school, by the way. I mean, I went to life coaching school. That's pretty much mental health school. But it's like, either way, though, either way, though, life, to me, earth is mental health school. Everyone needs mental health school, actually. Yeah, everybody does. We're all fucking love to. We're all fucking, no, it's actually a pleasure to just be like. I was going through the website of the Meadows in Arizona where she went, and I was like, damn, I freaking quit. No, no, I'm dying to go to, I want to go to mental health. I want to go to Malibu for rehab. I want to go to Pritikin for um, learning how to eat and cook for myself. No, I want to go to all of the remedial how to be a person schools. I just need, yeah. like literally, Desi and I were trying to design sweatshirts. If you guys like it, maybe we'll put on the new space trash. We were trying to make like rehab rich. Like we're trying to get rehab rich sweatshirts. Yes. Like we're all it's just so- still on drugs trying to get rich enough to go to rehab that is like of of our, like rehab that's on our level. I'm not going to Jacksonville right. where Chloe went that one last time that she finally had to get the fucking but Jesus scared out of her because it was like not Malibu rehab, but Malibu rehab sounds perfect for us as a group. The funny thing about together. rehab is like, you only get sent there. If you're costing, if your addiction starts costing other people money, basically. Oh, that's an int- that's in biz tip. Because like when I was in college and I, all the girls our age, the famous girls like Nicole Richie and Lindsay Lohan and all of them are going to rehab. And I was like dying to go to promises. I dying like, but I drink every day and no one's sending me to rehab. And I was like, no, it's because I don't make anyone any money. No one has any money riding on me. So they're like, no, you're just going to be a functioning alcoholic until you mm-hmm. snap out of it. But like, if you were a Disney star, then we'd be shipping you off. No, Chloe has told me about all the different rehabs. She's gone to like all of them. She's told me about all the different rehabs in land. Malibu sounds actually, if it comes out again, I was working on it with her. Go see Chloe's one woman show next time it's playing slow motion suicide, but Malibu promises. <laughs> promise me we can go mal like dying for it like we'll i can't cost even someone afford money to with this stand stand in malibu city limits so like same rehab is completely out of the scope well speaking of which though i actually think having a baby might have been one of the best thing that ever happened to you like long term just in terms of like cutting just like you know nipping certain things in the bud but actually while i was walking around marshall's yesterday and i saw all these baby costumes i was thinking in terms of saving money couldn't you dress the baby as a pumpkin for like six months well if it well, why would I dress her as a pumpkin for six months? Just because she's going to grow out of whatever clothes you end up buying her, like at this point anyway. And how cute. I know. She's I know not. it would be cute. But OK, we're we're really anyway. digressing. I anyway. wanted to talk about I wanted to make fun a little bit of Rachel's rehab psychobabble because it's a real pet peeve of mine when people kind of overdiagnose themselves and use these terms and don't actually become better people as a result. Mm-hmm. So she's talking about love addiction. She's saying she stands by her original Instagram apology, which I don't know why Bethany asked her that because I was like, why Bethany, do you think it was a bad apology? Like elaborate on that. And she says, yes, because she's like, I am talking in the apology about that need to be validated and that wanting to be loved. It took me a while to accept, but I learned about love addiction and it's a real thing. It's where you confuse intensity or intimacy with the pheromones and the oxytocin and all those things. Those chemical changes in the brain are the same chemical changes that happen when you take drugs. 
I mean, it's also just like, what drugs are you on? I want to know before we even have this conversation. Yeah. She's just, I mean, this is what she's, I guess, learned at mental health school is like, no, you were out of control. You were not in the driver's seat. It was your love addiction. So that is like, you know, again, a convenient theories for ourselves. And she says it's addictive and it explains why I couldn't stop seeing this person, but it also doesn't excuse the fact that it happened, but now I know better. So that's good. That is a good thing. That's a good thing to say. I can't knock her for saying that explains, but doesn't excuse it. And now I know better, but I did laugh when she said, honesty is one of my core values. Well, it is. She is a sad (laughs) moon, but well, the issue is go ahead, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. This is one of the most annoying things about Sag Moons. Um, Randy's a Sag Moon. A lot of people in my life who I'm very close to and also I've had to cut off, which is very few people, are Sag Moons. When Sag Moons are talking about lying or the truth, they're not talking about what you're talking about, which is the literal truth. They're talking (laughs) about the the highest truth which is ultimately subjective that's where sag moons are really fucking annoying and look i just want to be clear randy is a sag moon and i've trashed him before and i told the whole story about when he fought against the WNBA. now he gets tickets to it he and jamal just went to a WNBA game he's wrong he loves women's sports okay so cool that we can grow and learn sag sag moons but sag the reason he was fighting with me before about WMBAs because in his mind he was like objectively women are weaker so it's not as interesting a game is that correct no the women's basketball actually turns out it is as interesting and there are some powerhouse players and actually it's fucking rad but sag moons aren't talking about like that's why I'm sort of defending Raquel Raquel's not saying okay I like objectively you were still living together even if you were broken up it wasn't like the right time but but I could see where in her mind the truth was that they they were over. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a difference between the literal interpretation, like, like, and and Earth signs are very literal. It's what they have. Yeah, Raquel's a Virgo sun, but her Chiron is exactly on her sun, so she is literal, but she's also presenting for us and playing the character of this this wounded wounding ultimately healing earth modality and because she's really being fired up by the sag moon desire to like go for the bigger adventure and the bigger love and the bigger story she literally did have to fuck around and find out that makes sense i just laughed when she said honesty is one of her core values i know it's I ridiculous like- because her, her well it's like it's like her definition of honesty is clearly different than what He's the like, honest girl, definition of honesty is <laughs> famously lied to right. everyone you lied and you lied you lied past the reunion the reunion was hinged <laughs> upon your accidental post reunion same outfit pickups and it's just funny how she said it like she says it like honesty is one of my car values as if she's a pokemon card and one of the bullet points is honesty and it's like what you right. were in in mental health school they were like write down your core values you decided to write down honesty and now that's the drum that you're banging like no raquel look at your look at yourself look at your life right. look at the right. life that you're living be, honesty be is- honest raquel what yeah, is your honesty is right. not one of your core values i'm sure you have plenty right. of great attributes right. and right. there are plenty, core- plenty of selling points but honesty core values not- are passion adventure fame uh acknowledgement recognition yeah honesty is not one of them 
being nice to people's faces. Right, right, <laughs> right. 100%. But it's like, you know, I mean, I do think part of what Raquel is doing that's really important. Sorry, I'm setting my curls before I go out. What Raquel? Oh, your doing hair really, looks amazing. I love it. Does it look okay? Yeah, I'm trying to just rock it. I think you should take like, the hat off though, because I think the hat is flattening. Is it, is it flattening? Well, I was yeah. sort of trying to flatten because it looked so poofy before. So I was I was kind of trying to do it as like a Oh no, poofy is the vibe, Sarah. Oh, okay, now. okay. You're right. You're you right. You know what it looks like? It looks like what's her face? The southern one that you were talking about the other week that you always want to look like. Wait, we need to correct that. Her daughter is Quali. Right. It's not I was thinking mini driver, which is incorrect, but I it's it's Groundhog Day's Andy McDowell. Yeah, it's you had an Andy McDowell vibe. Don't ever put the hat on. Okay, okay, you're right. Andy McDowell. Yeah, you're slapping Yahweh in the face. No way, Yahweh. I'll wear it. Look, hat off. Yeah, good. We gotta get merch back on spacetrash.co. But all this to be said, I mean, what was last thing we were talking? Because to me, one of the big things about the podcast that also stood out was when she actually described the timeline of she and James's relationship. And when Bethany's Bethany said, so all of your relationships up until this point have actually been all on and for reality TV. She said, yes. So that's like a total mindfuck. Her version of truth and reality is also totally skewered. Right. And- I was going to say that she is, she is hoisting herself by her own petard by admitting yes. how fake she was on this show. Right. And right. like, this is what I think she and Bethany both need to, and anyone else who gets involved in Bethany's crusade here need to keep in mind is like, the more you admit that it was fabricated and fake, that just makes you look bad. And it gives all the other people you on your TV shows with plausible deniability to be like, wow, I can't believe it was fake to her because to me, it was all real. Those are real emotions. I'm a genuine person. So it's just like, it's not a very smart move to make your thing like, Oh no, I was lying. Well, when I was on television, that was all fake and it was all orchestrated. Like it's not, it's well, I didn't think that they were saying it was all fake. It's all orchestrated. I thought they were just kind of like trying to highlight the point that at the end of the day, like Bethany was talking about like a lot of my relate, like I have a lot of relationships from reality TV, but, and like in certain ways, they're just the only people that understand, like they're the only people that understand what I'm going through or what I'm talking about. But at the same time, because we're all also very aware on this meta level that we're, that we're in, like, we're literally living out storylines for television. And in a way, like our brands, that's why our Ariana was so hurt because she was like, this is not my brand. Like she was like, I had a different brand and I had a different brand plan. Yeah. And like, I fuck it with my brand plan because that's yeah. what they have because they aren't being, I think that's the point. They aren't being paid enough money to actually live. They have to think in entrepreneurial ways. Ariana, forgive her. She was attracted to Sandoval. So in her mind, he was the racehorse, you know, like, she, you just can't help who you fall in love with. Sometimes you fall in love with a dud and you just think that they're the stud, you know? Oops, oops. Yeah, she's now saying she was never in love with him also. I'm and sure she is. Yeah, I'm like, girl, it's okay. We've all been 28 making terrible choices. Like, you were in love with him. Come on. You both like, were a- in love with him and you both now okay. are not. Yeah, it's okay because, that you were also, and now you're not. And I think what I want to say to everybody too is like, it's okay for what in love meant then to be different than what it means now. Like you've never been in, I'll say this confidently and correct me if I'm wrong. The most talented husband in the land, the talent husband, Nick, you've never been so in love with someone in your life, right? No, no. But before you were at this place in your life where you attracted a partner like that, that you can love this much, 
what you considered being yeah. in love with was different. Yeah. It's diff- It's probably different with every person. Have you ever been in more than one relationship where you experienced love exactly the same way, like from person no, to person? Absolutely not. But, yeah, but every time, it, but every time my capacity for love grows because whatever the last relate, it's like, okay, I was in love with gay Josh ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> and I still a little bit am and we're so cool, but like, ultimately in, in healing myself after that relationship, I realized, yeah, you deserve a guy who wants to fuck women, you know, yeah. but that goes back to my ultimate. We were talking about it before I guess it was on the Patreon where it's like, yeah, but I would have been his Nancy Porter. Like he's the most talented, like give me a Broadway, give me Broadway for sure. And like, I will, I will be your beard. But, but that was old. That was what old scared version of love meant to me. I love your talent. Therefore I'm hitching my cart to you. Being a beard doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world, especially when you're past a certain age. Speaking of which, and this could be Patreon only, but I have gone (sighs) Reddit, Gaylor Reddit. Oh God. Uh, It's pretty compelling. I'm, I'm okay. The first ever episode of this original incarnation of this podcast, Diva Behavior, was a Gaylor deep dive with Melissa, Jen. I was, wait. And Harry Hill. Wait, you just read my mind. I was going to say, let's get Melissa and Jen to do a Gaylor Patreon just because it's controversial, but I would really like to know their takes now that all these new pride bracelets have come out. Well, friend of the pod, Keely Quinlan, who came on for a Courtney Love episode, she has even more hot takes on Gaylor. Like we were talking about it the other day and my head was swimming. I didn't even know she was what she was talking about. So we could have like, she's definitely got a lot of thoughts on it. I'd really like to do a Gaylor panel just for Patreon. Maybe, but it's like considered tacky to speculate on people's sexuality these days. Well, let me be super clear for the record. I think what I've come to realize is that, that Taylor as the genius business marketer, pre-curve kind of seed planter that she is, is now doing certain things that are very overt. And I want to say, we are not speculating in any sort of judgmental way. I would think it was, I would think it would be fabulous if, if, if Taylor was bisexual or I know, but I give a fuck. I just think as a human, it would be very annoying and upsetting to have people speculate on your sexuality. But it seems like she's trying to get us to. Right. That's the question. Is is she queer? Is she this whole thing that she's been doing on stage? She's doing. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, no. I'll no. She's she's Sarah's doing the cunnilingus symbol and the fingering you. I'm fingering you. Ew, stop. She's not. doing that. Yes, she is. I saved the links. I was going to send them to you. And then I was like, Molly's going to be pissed if I send this without any sort of context. So I but I saved them in a notes app so I can just send them right away. She just moves funny. She doesn't know how to dance. No, 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 I'll show you. Anyway, I'll cut all this. Keep going. No, don't, you don't have to cut it. We haven't said okay. anything too tacky. Okay, I just I'm not think, trying to be tacky. Yeah, I just think if there was any truth to the Gaylor rumors, Carly would not have gone to the concert. No, Carly forgives her. That gate on in the summer, cruel summer, like, and I would sneak through the gate. I don't want to be secrets. I don't want to keep secrets. Just became you. I think that's about Carly. Carly has a garden with a back gate. Every garden has a back gate. But not everybody has a garden. Every rich person has a garden. Not everyone she has dated. With several gates, please. It's just, I don't know. It, 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 for both of them, like, I'm sure that 
neither of them needs this chatter. They both have enough going on that they don't need these rumors. And I think, I think, it would I think Taylor loves them. them. I think Taylor loves them. No, she, I, I don't think so. Okay, After dating Maddie Healy. Yeah, talk, no, talk, I don't cut this. After dating Maddie Healy, now I'm like, oh, she does love like a little bit of like, say what you want. Okay, yeah, you're right. That that actually does make sense. And I guess the whole reputation error was that I just didn't buy it. I just don't buy that she actually like is trolling ever. I just don't. So think I didn't buy it then, but I think the errors tour is ushering in a whole new era. Like Taylor's <sighs> a superstar now in a way that she was never before. She's killing Beyonce. She's killing the Jonas. Oh, Brothers. don't even say that. She that is. is- it's not true, Sarah. You don't Beyonce, think she's you don't think she's out attentioning Beyonce? They're they're going for different things right now. Beyonce is not trying to be a pop girly. She already won that game. Right. She's, she's already, trying to be like, I'm a mom and here's my daughter. No, she's just doing what she wants to do now. Right, she right. Is, she's just like, working. She's working. Yeah, she's working. She's putting out what she wants to put out. She's not yes. playing by the rules. Yes. She's, yes making up her own shit she hasn't done an interview in 10 years like she right. doesn't give a shit if she doesn't if give a shit taylor's ticket if taylor is getting more articles written about her she truly does not care i agree with that there's no comparison between the two of them whatsoever there is i disagree abs- but that's okay put no. in a pin in that because i want to talk about this put a pin in it i don't want to talk about it it's making beyonce doesn't write her own shit migraine. taylor writes all of her own shit they're different they're different animals like t- taylor can't dance no, she, I also have a bunch of clips that I've been saving for you where I'm just really like, don't ever send me a clip of Taylor Swift dancing. It's hard. Anyone. It's so, her like, her, her like slinky walks. It's like, no, no, <laughs> stop it. When she it's off beat, it's off beat. It's like, what are you doing? It's, it's like Marnie in girls when she yeah. sings the stronger remix. That's Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah. Yeah. It's painful. <laughs> it's painful. And I'm like, okay. Talented, yes. Songwriter, yes. Makes bops, yes. Hundred percent. You cannot yeah, take any. Of, you can't take any of that away from her. Dancing. But she's so embarrassing to me. Yeah, and I it's agree. probably I agree. Shit. I agree completely. Especially though. the dancing. Like that's why I'm like, you know what? Sure, maybe Taylor writes more word per song than Beyonce does because Beyonce doesn't <laughs> write her music. She just has collaborators as well. But like. Well, they're from different I, eras. Beyonce's of the Britney Spears. Like, we're bringing you talent that we bought into the studio to be part of the machine. I disagree that it's not the same extent as Britney Spears because there is a cohesiveness within Beyonce's oeuvre that shows that she is a creative director of basically a corporation. She's Walt Disney yes, of the Beyonce now, Corporation. Absolutely. Like, yeah. She's best case scenario. And like she and Rihanna have showed us what can come out of being bought by the industry when you're young. I don't even think Rihanna as much because I don't even think Rihanna cares that much about music. I don't think she cares much about anything. Yeah, she doesn't care about anything. I don't think she, she no, she's the rude boy. She's the rude boy. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I just think. Well, but okay, actually, well, sorry, go ahead. But I I could swing, I could bring this back to, because I have a question about what you think about Bethany. Okay, yeah, go. I just like Beyonce. Seventh, I love Beyonce. I'm in the beehive. If I was going to any concert this summer, if I wasn't pregnant, it would be Beyonce or Madonna, oh, yeah. but it got canceled. Like I just. Oh, and also I happy birthday, Madge. It's her birthday today. Oh yeah. It's Madonna's birthday. I just, I can't tolerate a, a Taylor Beyonce comparison because this, it doesn't exist. It's not, it's not level playing field. That's like, it's like, comparing, it's like, it's like when people compare Cher to Madonna, they're different 
generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree you know with that. I, mean? I agree it's with like, that. Yes, 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 it's yes, yes. Just not relevant. I just feel like maybe it's because of the young people, but I feel like every f- social media feed that I log into, even if I'm not like Taylor is like, I, I just feel like I can't escape. That's even why I ended up on Gaylor Reddit. Cause it's like, I am in this conversation somehow. I know it's just because she's basic and basic. Things. It is because she's basic. And look, it is because I just she's bought basic. my child Correct. pumpkin spice latte themed leggings for my unborn baby. Okay. I'm and I just recommended basic. that you, that you dress the baby like a pumpkin spice latte pumpkin yeah, like, for six I'm months. Too. I'm basic too. No, never change the baby out of the pumpkin costume until it's a different size. Yeah. I, it's not a value judgment for me <laughs> to say Taylor's basic. It's just that like, that's why she's dominating because her mm-hmm. music is like, it's, I don't think it's genetically engineered by outsiders. It's, it's her, it's all her. It's genetically engineered by herself to be so catchy and to appeal to everybody. And it does, it's like, um, Pharrell happy, you know, it's that yes. kind of thing. Here's yeah. what I could do without, Hey dads, you heroes for taking your daughter to the concert and even learning the bridges to cruel summer. Don't I, if I, if I never saw another dad getting on camera, him singing the bridge to cruel summer, showing what a good daddy is at the concert with his daughter again, I would die happy. That's not, that's for your daughter. It's not for us. Wow. I've never seen that. Oh my God. You got to fix your algorithms, Sarah. You got to stop engaging with the Taylor content. Well, It it, it actually infuriates me. And so then I, I save them in a file where I'm like, if this ever comes up on the pod, like I'm going to, no, I'm furious about it. No, you got to, it disgusts me. You can't engage with stuff you hate. Hey, dads, I- you're not heroes for learning the bridge to cruel summer and stop making this about you. Get the camera out of your daughter's face. She's literally clearly just trying to watch the show and not look at your camera. Stop. Yeah. Okay. What were you going to ask me about Raquel? Cause we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. Wait, where did my audio go? I can't hear you. Oh my God. Siri. Stop. Stop Siri. said indeed no siri off what is happening no siri's commenting to me and she's turning your audio off i think now it's fixed i couldn't hear what you were saying before and siri was like i'm trying to find information about dad stop (laughs) you're touching your hair too much you're fucking it up i know i'm fucking it up okay okay anyway back to the thing what i was gonna say about all this we'll bring it back to bethany yeah does reality TV need a union? Yes. Clearly. Is it okay for TV to be played that you're on that you're not getting residuals for? No. Is it okay for your likeness to be used to advertise shit that you're not getting paid for? No. Um, the whole lawsuit, we'll do a whole lawsuit episode. There's a lot of really fascinating claims that I would like to dis I would like to discuss and then also cite examples of that maybe we can look back in the Broadway or Broadway, the Bravo retrospective and sort of pull some examples but and bethany talks about it bethany did pitch a show to bravo right before this she then got word that i guess a few people were suing bravo for using the women in medicine like so there's a show i guess on bravo now that's like what's it called it's like married married to to medicine married to medicine Apparently that was someone else's idea. Bravo stole it and now is going forward with it. And in that allegedly, moment, not apparently, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. And I do think what Bravo said is probably 
fair, which is like, it's none of your fucking business. Like what we have in production, it's not out yet. Like whatever. But Bethany said that her story of it is that she pulled her new concept show that she was shooting a pilot for. She's canceled the production. She said, wait a second, this fucked up. And then she started to, to plant the seeds for her revolution. Yeah. Against Bravo. What do you think Bethany's like, do you think Bethany is genuinely passionate about becoming a union leader? Do you think this is another, is it, is it an attention grab? Is it like, what is Bethany after here? Like, is union leader her fate or is fate like what what do you think she's because you know her better than I do like what do you think she's really going for here okay Carol Radziwill, friend of the pod again said <laughs> best friend said it but and now you're not even gonna believe how I'm gonna herald this Carol Radziwill said on Heather McDonald's podcast last week that the most apt description of Bethany comes from a Taylor Swift song my covert narcissism described as altruism. Okay. Now, Bethany, Bethany has a career. Anti-hero, an anti-hero. Yeah, one of Bethany's side careers is philanthropy, disaster relief. Uh, it is very much always with a big dash of look how awesome Bethany is. Mm-hmm. We are, you and I agree. Fine, fair. If you're doing relief work, you're allowed to Tell look us. for a pat on the back about that because I ain't doing shit. But right, remind her to pretend to care. Yeah, like Beth, like yes, Bethany highly publicizes and pats herself on the back for all of her relief work, but she is doing the relief work. She yep. is literally putting money in people's hands whose houses get swept away from hurricanes. So yep. fucking go for it. And thank Carol- you for doing that. Somebody yeah. needs to do it. Exactly. Carol also made the point that. Bethany never donated, according to Carol, to anyone else's philanthropic efforts on the show, but expected everybody to donate to hers once she started Be Strong. And she actually, on the show, I remember at the time, thinking it was the tackiest thing in the world, she revealed how much people gave her and when. She was like, well, Tinsley and Ramona were the ones that donated first and nobody else did. And it's like, Bethany, you don't get to hold people's donations over their heads. Like what? So, okay. To answer your question, I think we can see the we can find the answer to your question in how Bethany did her relief work, which is, yes, it's self-serving and yes, it helps people. So I think with this union thing, yes, she's right. Yes, she's making great points. And yes, it makes her look good. And she wants all of that. So fine. You know, like, yeah, and it doesn't matter. And a lot of people are trying to find these gotcha things and, and it's giving union busting like like, yeah, people yes. who are saying, oh, well, she was just pitching a show to Bravo a couple months ago. It's like, well, yeah, wouldn't you pitch a show to Bravo? That doesn't mean you agree with every single business practice. And like, also, yeah, hasn't that been her employer for the last decade? I mean, right. guess what? I also have worked at places where I completely disagree with their labor practices. But mama needs a paycheck. Like, right. We got to make money. News at 11, people hate their employers. It's like, come on, who cares if she just pitched to Bravo? It's beside, it's completely beside the point. And yeah, maybe if she was in the machine right now, she wouldn't be doing this. I'm sure she wouldn't, but she's not. And she is. So yep. whatever, this is where we are. And she's right. Yep. She's yep. right that they should unionize. And every point she made with her 10 bullet points, the things like her demands or whatever are good and it should be happening. So like, as well, and it's so much 
it's so much bigger than Bravo. Like, like I said, like yeah. anything you read about behind the scenes at the bachelor or like amazing race or survivor, like these shows are relying on you to reach some breaking point where you're so mentally ill that you're actually interesting for television. Yeah. And to bring back, you were saying like, Oh, what are some of the, um, what are some of the things that people in the past have like want thought that a union could help with or something like that? And who are the, who are the key players that are like, how are the Bravo people arranging themselves around this? Lisa Rinna, we are seeing she's behind Bethany. And of course the, the kind of hatery people who aren't looking at this as a labor issue are like, well, of course she's with Bethany. She just got fired too. And it's like, well, no, Rinna is a union gal. Rinna has been in right. a union for 40 years. Like, right. Rinna is one of the few people in this franchise that actually is an actor, a working, a working person. actor. She started lip filler. Yeah. And then at the same time, you have Leah Black from Miami, who is bashing this. And she's saying, oh, Bethany, like she says, she told page six, Bethany likes to be the hero, but she should be grateful. She made a ton of money and became very influential because of her association with Bravo. I can't even wrap my head around anyone being so ungrateful for the opportunity that they want to sue the person that gave it to them. And it's like, okay, well, Leah Black is a rich lady. Of course, she's going to say that. This is this is what rich people say. This is what the fat cats say to prevent unionization. They say, oh, right. well, you should be grateful that you have a job. And it's like, well, right. that's not the point. Like the point is that people aren't being fairly compensated for their work and the psychological toll and financial toll that their work can some sometimes take on them, you know? So yeah. it's like, yeah, of course there's going to be, and it's, it sucks that she is, it, it sucks in a way that Bravo has to be the first like obstacle for her before she even makes it to big brother survivor bachelor universe because bravo is full of rich ladies and of course they're all going to fight it tooth and nail because a lot of them don't understand what it is to be a working person or what it is to not be because the bravo universe is like oh if you get cast on one of these docu soaps and you can you can have longevity but then the shows like bachelor and things like that it's one season and then you're fucking known as that person for the rest of your life with no residuals so well, it's like or you go on like you go on one of the like, like you go on Bachelor in Paradise and then you hope that you are a villain on that at least so they keep you on the show for the paycheck. I mean, that's why it's all really kind of fucked up because it's like, it's hard at this point to imagine that anything that we're watching is anything but people doing business. And that's where it's like, not. that's why Case and I are like, we don't need to podcast about this. Like, I don't really, we don't even know what's going on. Yeah. It's like, because, because but, it, but actually to Bethany's point, it is because- we do have this baseline understanding that screen time equals paycheck. And actually they're not getting paid that much at all either way. Right. But do you get what I'm saying? That like Bravo is like going to be the hardest. What is the word? What is the expression? Not, not the hardest pill to swallow. Like the hardest domino to fall is going to mm -hmm. be Bravo because it, it is a network of the talent is rich Republicans. Totally. Largely. Right. Right. They they would rather feel like they are supporting Andy and having job security, whatever that means, because they don't need the residuals. They appreciate right, the they, attention. Their mindset is, let me pull up the ladder behind me. And, and right. And the fact that as an employer, they didn't feel and that's part of that's in Bethany's lawsuit that like Bravo takes no responsibility for the aftermath of whatever train wrecks they 
air. Right. After, when cameras are off and it's like, well, that's is fucked up. Right. Like Taylor Armstrong in season one of Beverly Hills in a full on abusive relationship that was right. like being doubted by her co-stars at every turn. I mean, her life was in danger, you know? So like, right. there's just stuff like that where it's like, but I, I think, I do think if that happened today, it would have been handled much differently, much, much differently. Like I think someone from production would have at least, if only for the self-serving reason of this is going to be a PR nightmare, if something bad happens, would have said, hey, are you okay? We need to figure this out. But like the way they handled it back then was just like, it's real life. We're just capturing it, you know? Right, right. But I do think that even then, Bethany's not lying. I think there probably was an emphasis on like, hey, while we're waiting, why don't you have a signature martini? Let's make martinis your signature. Like, I totally get where, because of our culture, whatever job we're, I mean, it's like, did you watch Black Mirror? Did you watch the new season of Black Mirror? No. There are some episodes, you know, it's hit or miss, but like there is one really worthwhile episode to watch about paparazzi. And it's like, they're obviously scumbags, but then it's like, wow. But for uh, like, for $300,000 that would like save your fucking life. Could you just get a picture of this person? Right. And you sort of start to understand where our, our ethics and our morals and the things that, that we actually do value in terms of money. Yeah. Like like we say, fuck that. I got to get paid. Paparazzi is wealth redistribution. How's that for a hot take? No, but that's, but that's what the, that's part of what the episode is sort of trying to highlight. Like, yeah, no matter how fucked up and evil it is, it also is like the only way for people to really, well, it's also the only way for people that, that don't have, like, it is the fastest way to make $300,000 to support your family. Yeah. If you're, you know what I mean? Like if you have a good camera, it's, it's one of the best options. Right. And that's what celebrities don't understand. It's like right. these people are just trying to make money to feed their family. They have, they don't have enough to not stalk you. They don't want to stalk you. This isn't fun. Yeah. Their job. Well, some of them I think do really get a kick yeah. out of it, but like for the most part, yeah, I'm always going to be, I'm, I'm always going to be on the, that's a working side. person. That's a working person who exactly. is doing this because it is a high reward risk. Yeah. Okay, make sure you subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com slash space trash podcast, because we're going to do more of a deep dive on there into the astrology of all of this. Sarah has just informed me that Fran Drescher and Bethany have some really interesting sinistry. Mm -hmm. As do Raquel and Bethany. And this moment for Andy Cohen in astrology is major. Okay, yeah, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about it. Yeah. So join the Patreon to talk all about the astrology and to give us your opinion about this unionized reality TV movement. What is she calling it? I loved it. It was like reality TV reckoning, reckoning, reality reckoning. Let us know what you think about the reality reckoning on the Patreon. www.patreon slash space trash podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it is? patreon.com slash space trash podcast i haven't heard someone are people not doing the ww's i i don't i think we dropped that i think we dropped that well yeah i just dropped it right now www.patreon but just make sure you get the dot com in there it's like the most important right the ww is not the thing now it's about the dot com but either way join the patreon 
Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.